0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Residency Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and we're going to be doing one of our daily curbside consults. If you're new to the show, know that this is not our normal format. Our normal format actually goes off on Mondays and Fridays where we do kind of a technical deep dive on something personal finance related on Mondays. And then on Fridays, our financial health assessments, which are essentially called in and volunteered by all of you in our community. So if you're new, make sure you join our community. Welcome aboard. And for all of you that just listened to 30 seconds of me introducing our new members, I appreciate you guys because you guys are what makes this machine run. You guys are amazing. Now, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you guys know how to get a hold of me. Ryan at financialresidency.com or financialresidency.com slash question. That is how you can give me your questions that I can turn around and answer on air. So let's jump in. This is anonymous from someone in our community, but she called it in because she's awesome. And we're going to nerd out because it's all about cash flow planning. Hey, y'all. So I had a question to be answered in the curbside consult. I've been budgeting for a few months and it's been a great experience seeing how I spend. I know that this is dependent on the type of person you are, but I'm looking for some guidance on how much of my extra money I should be putting towards student loans or an emergency fund. Also, how much allowance should someone give themselves each month? Also, do you just have money left in a checking account for random things that come in during the month or what should I do? Thank you. I absolutely love these questions. Thank you so much for calling this in. So the parts that I love is one, you're starting to budget, you've been looking at it for a few months and you didn't try to make any crazy changes. You're actually trying to just look at and get a feel for budgeting without overanalyzing and trying to cut a bunch of expenses. I think that's absolutely the best way to go. When we actually start setting things up for clients, I tell them we're not going to do any changes for several months. We just need to see what's coming in and what's going out and get a habit and build a habit around looking at your cash flow. So great work there. And now let's start to deep dive a little bit into this. So I like the 50, 25, 25 rule, which Casey and I've mentioned several times on the show. And that's essentially the 50% of your take-home pay goes to fixed expenses. Think of rent or utilities or mortgage. I'd even probably toss in childcare because that's kind of a fixed cost. And you probably can even throw in schooling and some other things in there that are actually going on in your lives. And then the 25 part, uh, the middle 25 is your variable costs. These are things that would occur if you left your home right now. Obviously we're not leaving, but there are some expenses, Amazon dining out entertainment, Hulu, Netflix, those things that goes into your variable column. And then the last 25 is your savings. And this is usually the hard part for everyone because they always go, well, these are my fixed costs. These are my variable costs. Oh, I forgot. I need to actually save some money. Let me try to redo this and figure it out. If you end up paying yourself 1st and saving first, it becomes a whole lot easier to budget what's remaining, but to jump right to the 25% is rough. I get it. And if you're a resident, that does not apply to you because it's just survival at this point, just get through training and don't go into credit card debt and do the right things on your student debt. That's mainly what you're really focusing on from a super high level. But if you can go with this 50, 25, 25 rule, then it actually really helps you start to do the next round of analysis that you will do if you have extra money. Now I kind of look at this as you're asking, should I pay down debt and instead of invest, you're saying should I pay down debt or actually put money in my emergency fund? And I think it's almost the same answer I would give if you pay down debt or invest. So the first thing I would think of is think of this as a waterfall. And every time that you fill up a certain bucket, the next bucket starts to get money and then eventually all the buckets will cascade all the way down and fill up every bucket. So the first thing I would do is look at a 401k or a 403b match at work. If they match 3%, make sure you're putting in the 3%. It's free money. The next thing I would do is actually go and pay down your high interest debt. And what I mean by that is credit card debt, personal loans, anything that's really 8% or higher. I would then save for an emergency. And while we say three to six months is ideal, In this setting, I would at least get a month into an emergency savings. If you have an HSA or a health savings account through your employer or through health insurance, then I would absolutely put money into that next. Maybe then add in money into your Roth IRAs if you're actually able to. The next piece I would do is fill out your 401k or your 403b. And then we come back and revisit building more of an emergency savings up. And this is honestly because we want to start actually getting money working for you. And if you've got a month of emergency savings and you're actually building that during this time period, there's not going to be much more that's going to be shocking to the system than what we're going through right now. If you're able to basically save at this point in time, then I don't think I would be overly concerned with not having three or six months In emergency savings, right in the beginning. And I'd be trying to do some of these other little pieces with investing. Now, you asked how much allowance should someone give themselves? And that is a really interesting question. I think it's very personal on how much you would allow to give yourself because we have to kind of weigh your goals versus the realities of what your fixed and variable costs are and make sure that you're spending money in a way that makes you happiest, but also being responsible. Now I can tell you that during training, when Taylor was in residency and fellowship, we didn't have a ton of money and it was quite difficult to live in Southern California, even though we had two incomes coming in and we were always really good at saving mostly one income and living off the other, but it was still hard to feel like we were making any progress. Now we were giving ourselves like a hundred or 150 bucks a month each to spend on anything we wanted no questions asked so if you have a significant other this would be like each put a 100 bucks aside and you can spend it however you want you can save it and then buy something bigger and that was a good experiment for us for a number of years when we combined finances that was a fantastic way to start to mold our finances together if you're in attending you're making decent money you're saving money now you're trying to figure out where all the money goes and you've got extra left over, I would honestly say maybe a couple hundred bucks would be allocated to fund money, play money as long as everything else is getting done. but it's again highly dependent on do you have credit card debt or personal loans, what's the status of your student debt? Is it private is it federal? The list kind of goes on and on. so I'm going to do the default of what financial planners do and say it depends, but hopefully that was enough to kind of get some thought process and get the the wheel turning on what that would mean to you. And then the very last piece of your question, because you had kind of like a three-part question, was what do I do with the money that's just left over in my checking account or random things that come in during the month? And this is where I think a program like YNAB, you need a budget, or really any budgeting software. It could be personal capital, it could be Tiller, it could be anything that you're using, but this is where that comes in. And in our personal budget, we've got it all broken out, but one thing that I have is a little line item in YNAB that says stuff we forgot to budget because inevitably something happens. We forget something. And I always try to put a little bit of money inside there and it'll let it accumulate over time. And then when I need it, we use it because always something pops up randomly. But if you're using a software to track your budgeting, which it sounds like you are, then you can build in a little line item for that. But every dollar should be allocated a certain job each month. So, if you have your paycheck come in you should be telling the dollars where to go even if that's savings or if that's to be spent in the future it's like a vacation you should be pre-allocating that stuff now and when the month turns over there shouldn't be any extra dollars lying around so to speak that don't have a job every dollar should have a job and i think that'll answer the last part of your question so hopefully that was helpful If any of you have questions, please email me, ryan at financialresidency.com. If you want to build out a financial plan and don't want to work with a planner, but you don't want to do it absolutely by yourself, I'd highly encourage you to come check out the Financial Fellowship. It's essentially group coaching. We're going to be putting together a plan in your first year of the fellowship, and then you essentially graduate and you've got a plan that is unique to you. So hopefully I'll see you guys inside. Check out the link in the description if that's of interest to you. Thank you so much. Stay safe and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.